Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am super excited because I am speaking with the one and only Mr. Hunter Sparrow, the marketing manager for US and Europe for Magpie Tech. And if you haven't heard of Magpie Tech, that's okay because you've probably heard about their other five campaigns called, many of them, the most recent one called Kiko, which just finished on Kickstarter, raised a whole bunch of money. And these guys are really amazing at laser measurement technology. So I'm super excited to be speaking with you, Hunter. Thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Ray, for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk about Kiko, talk with you, and let the listeners know what we've been up to, where we're going, and how we're getting there. So this is going to be a great first interview. Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm glad to uh, break the seal, so to speak, on this for you personally. But also, I'm really excited for the audience to learn about this because this truly is a revolutionary company that's created amazing products and continue to go back to Kickstarter now for five campaigns on the platform. So I know there's a ton of learnings on there, but if you would, let's just backtrack a little bit and talk about Magpie Tech and the evolution of products on Kickstarter that they've continued to launch. Oh yes, definitely. I think we, we should get a championship belt at this point for five stars, <laughs> but getting this Kickstarter our fifth time, yeah. So you think we would be champs at this time, but. Every single time they've launched a new product on Kickstarter, we learn a ton more new stuff that we, we would love to share. And the evolution of our product has been slow, but it's been very steady. And we've had a lot of feedback, listened to a lot of our, our backers and improved it. And then we just released another product on Kickstarter and we've had a ton of success. So now with our latest product with, with, Kik, with Kiko and Megpie, we wanted to enter a new, a new market, get into the consumer market help people in a different way, use our technology, our laser technology in kind of a different direction. And that's where Kiko was born. And that's kind of what we've been focusing on. Yeah. So with, with the first product that was launched on Kickstarter years ago, I think it was 2017 if I'm, or yeah. March yes, that's correct. Yes. What, what was kind of that, that evolution of the first problem that Magpie was solving to the most recent one? Ah, uh, yes. Good question. And, and back in 2017, we wanted to create a product with our technology that solved the time and energy cost of uh, DIY projects. You know, people are using tape measures. Uh, yeah, they're trying to do things manually. And we thought, hey, we can cut this out with just our laser technology. We can help people measure, track, store, and help them complete those DIY projects in a really simple, easy device. So that was the first uh, kind of solution we wanted to provide with our laser technology. And then we realized as time went by and we have improved and upgraded it, people were actually using this technology for other reasons. One reason was measuring people's heights. So we kind of put it together. Oh, wow, maybe we should use this technology for other fields. And that's when kind of the Kiko spirit came alive. 
along with a lot of brainstorming ideas. So yeah, it's. So let's talk about kind of the, the evolution if, and I know you're newer in the role in terms mm -hmm. of the marketing side with Magpie Tech, but given that they ran a campaign five years ago and now, you know, five years later, five separate products, do you know, or what was the impetus in terms of wanting to use Kickstarter as a means to launch their first innovation on? Ah, uh, yes. I, and I think I, I can speak to most of that part. I, I know, as you said, you're a little bit new, so I'm not 100% sure. But uh, for us, for, for Magpie, we, we want to do it directly to the backers. We want to make a product for the backers. We want to get their feedback. And through Kickstarter portals is honestly an excellent way to do that. You know, you make a product, you you market it, you you pitch it to the to the backers, and you'll know if it's successful or not based on how much how successful your campaign is. You know, so that that's a really huge thing for us. We want to do it to the backers. We're here for the backers. We want to create products for people like that, and that's a great source to find them. You know, it's kind of our temperature gauge. You know, the first product, oh, this is kind of a new idea. Let's check it on Kickstarter, and well, we're really surprised. People really want to use this type of product and solution, and then we just upgraded it, improved it put it back, released it kind of step-by-step. Step. Um, and we, we, we love that. We're huge. We're a small company. We understand the small mind. We want to uh, provide to the people directly. And that's a huge part of our values for us. So yeah, we're, we're all for the Kickstarter campaigns. <laughs> that's our go-to. It's just how we do it. No, it's amazing because again, you know, you're seeing, we're seeing more and more companies continue to tap into the community that they built on mm -hmm. Kickstarter. And I think that's like the number one component of crowdfunding itself is being able to have a crowd to tap into, not only to sell product to, but to get feedback one-on-one -on -one from. So what have been, if you can speak to it, some of those learnings sure. along the way of launching multiple different products on the platform and some of that feedback that's led to new innovation? Ah, uh, yes. I think for the, for the first part, a really important part is uh, creating a, a lot of trust on those those campaign sites because uh, you, you'll see there's a lot of a lot of horror stories unfortunately you know people, pro companies promise big things to their to their backers looks great it looks amazing and when time comes they just mia you know so that's a big thing so one of the first things we, we try to establish is just a, a base of trust you know we're going to create this product we're going to deliver this product and it's going to be used materials from our manufacturer we're, we're going to be crafting it and checking the quality and we're going to deliver it out to you so I think that's the biggest thing we, we, we are concerned about because especially with COVID, you know, that, that really threw a curveball for many small businesses trying to launch on these platforms and then the prices just skyrocketed. We, we couldn't meet those demands. And, and that's a perfect example why Kiko failed the first time. Uh, we, we just, we, we didn't know what to do with the, the whole COVID. We couldn't get the materials, everything went up and our promises just went out the back window. So yeah, that was, we, we really are sensitive to that kind of situation. So I think that's a huge fundamental part of these Kickstarter things to establish trust very early on. And that's why our campaigns have been so successful is we've managed to establish trust each time and the backers get their products. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing for us. So, I mean, you guys have had over, I think 7,000 separate backers now on all of these <laughs> campaigns come in. So obviously you, you've checked the box on trust as well as yeah. just amazing yeah. innovation. Mm -hmm. How has that, changed from the first campaign to the most recent campaign in terms of continuing to build trust, especially when you have a failed campaign or a campaign that you have to cancel because of not wanting to deal with potentially any backlash from the consumer audience? 
Yeah, and that, and that's a great question. And for the first earlier campaigns, I wish I was around to kind of see <laughs> how how bad it went and what what they had to do to do the damage control. But from from this recent campaign, it's funny. We 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 launched Kiko and we sent out an email to the previous backers because we got quite a, a big pool of them. And a lot of them were asking about our other products. They weren't even caring about these products here. <laughs> they, wouldn't, they didn't even care about Kika. So that was the funny part. And then uh, through those uh, communication, through those previous backers, we could identify which ones were satisfied and which ones weren't. You know, that was a, a big wake-up call as well. Okay, these, these, these customers didn't get their, their product. Something was wrong. We, had to take, we have to take care of it immediately. We have to provide them a solution and help them out. So with our campaigns, we are really trying to uh, keep that high level of trust and, and support even those previous backers. Three, back to 2017, people were asking us questions about those previous campaigns. And we were trying to find solutions, communicate with them, and help them get those products and fix it as soon as possible. Yeah, it, it's a constant 24-7 job, just keeping this trust for now. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't know how other campaigns do it, but we are, we are we're putting 100% into this every day. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. I think, you know, with your most recent campaign with Kiko, you know, the it, it seems to be kind of like a, a shift into more consumer health, if you will, kind of that, that home clinic, as you guys put it on your campaign, um, where I think a lot of people now during COVID have certainly focused on, you know, living longer and taking care of themselves, hopefully. And, you know, not only that, but obviously this product was really focused on kids and adults and parents, you know, to be able to track their kids and their, their height measurements and smart scales and all of that. What was maybe kind of that, that direction change in the company to produce this product? Did it come from consumer feedback from the campaigns or consumer insights from kind of where innovation is heading in the market that you wanted to be in? Uh, yes, great question. And I think it's a bit of both. I think for, for us, as we created the, the previous four campaigns, using laser technology. Uh, one little quip of insight we got is that some people were using that device to measure their kid's height. So I thought, oh, that's an interesting use of our technology. We didn't really think about that. And then one of our coworkers at the job, she has kids. She was saying, well, oh, it's interesting. I want to measure my kids and keep track of them in a practical way that doesn't destroy our house and kind of do it more digital, right? That's a kind of more modern way of measuring your kids and, and tracking their health. So we, we put the two together. We put that idea, health concerns, you know, the, the company, the CEO is trying to find new ways to bring values, especially with COVID and health. And he's very concerned about those kind of topics. So they brainstormed and they got together and they realized, oh, Kiko could measure kids' height, track it. We could put a scale with it, couple it with an app that helps parents manage their kids at home in a much more modernized way. And that's, and that's how it came about. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it saves all of us a wall of marking on and all of that and all the cleanup. <laughs> and I think, you know, everything's being digitized these days, right? So yeah, I think it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful exactly. product and, and fits itself really well. So Hunter, I know, again, you hadn't hmm. been there since the start, but really interested to kind of dive in now on the crowdfunding campaign in terms of talking about a little bit of the preparation. Maybe if you were able to see what prepare, what Magpie did for campaign one versus what you've done for the last ones and how that's changed over the years. Mm. I think definitely the first, the first attempt, we, we gave, they gave it their best. They gave it their best shot. And in terms of that, you know, they're, they're based in, um, we're dealing with different cultures here. They're based in South Korea. We have to communicate with them. They have to make the product entering into the U S market. 
it can be a little different. It's a little bit of a different mindset, how you market it, how you word it, how you present it, what problems you solve. So I think there's been a huge transition from understanding the customer base and understanding the, the community of Kickstarter and what they expect from a back, from a uh, crowdfunding campaign. So I think that's changed a lot. You know, we've marketed different, we've promised different results. We've got better yep. guidelines. We've got better safety and recommendations. And we, we, we've definitely wanted to show them this product is worth your time. It's worth your money. <laughs> compared, compared to now, uh, we've done a much better job, much more efficient. Uh, definitely now that I know more about the company, look where they're going. Just for example, Kiko, we had 20 prototypes even before we released it on Kickstarter. Because we knew exactly, yeah, we knew exactly. If we did it at 15th or 12th or 10th prototype, it never would have been enough to keep their trust. And I think that's the hugest thing is you got to do prototypes. You got to test it, rigorous testing. Because once once your trust is gone, they're not going to come back. It's a very hard for them to come back. And they're going to leave the comments. <laughs> they're definitely going to leave yeah. these comments. <laughs> You, you can have a $1 backer so they can leave a comment, yes. right? Yes, and exactly. And kind of the COVID situation was a, a blessing in disguise. Uh, the company got a chance to recalibrate, check the product. We, we changed the, the color design slightly. We changed the buttons, the pressure of the buttons. We checked the technology, recalibrated it. And, you know, we, we really wanted to get it the second time. And that was a huge thing is 20 prototypes, rigorous testing, a lot of quality control. And then, you know, especially with the app and the scale, we all have to make sure it connects. So our, I guess our, our biggest lesson from the previous campaigns is a rigorous testing. Rigorous testing, tested on every single possible way, upside down, every way you could think of. Test it till it breaks, because then you'll know how good the quality of the product is. And that's what we did. Amazing. So Magpie is now a part of, uh, what is it, like a accelerator program with Samsung? How, how about did, did that come forward and, you know, what was their level of excitement, if you will, for the crowdfunding campaign and them being a part of it? Uh, I wish I could speak to that. Unfortunately, that was before my time. <laughs> uh, they have a bit of results with that. That's a different department. Unfortunately, I wish I could speak to that because <laughs> I'm a okay. huge fan of Samsung. I know they, they're, a, they're a big powerhouse here and we're, we're happy to have them on board and, and showcase their technology and our product in that way. Sorry, unfortunately, next time. I'm happy to have their technology too, you know? It's, it's great. All right, well, we'll, we'll skip past Samsung. Um, let's talk a little bit then about shipping because something that's always come up, and certainly during this pandemic, shipping has always been an issue, and now certainly top of mind for all creators that are out there. How have you gone about managing shipping expectations while shipping this product globally? Uh, yes, I, and that's a huge concern for our backers too. <laughs> They're asking us almost every day on there. Uh, in terms of the shipping, yes, we gave ourselves a pretty good cushion of guidelines to make sure we have the product because we can manufacture it in-house. So we're, we're very much in control of what's being done, how much quantity is being out there, and how we're going to ship it over. So we've, 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 how do I say, crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's in this situation because this is round two for us, and we didn't want to disappoint the backers. So yeah, we we have everything on schedule. We're looking to get our first batch out this this coming week, test it, quick, test it, and then we're going to be shipping them out in August. August around to arrive in September as as projected. As so, yeah, we are full fledged, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, those kiddos need us, so we 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 really have to get this down. That's for sure. Absolutely. They want to know how tall they are before they start their next grade, right? 
Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the parents are more interested than the kids, I gotta say. Yeah, <laughs> it's for no, you. you. How many kids do you have yourself? I have two girls. Yeah, so I'm definitely more excited than they are about it. But <laughs> who doesn't love a laser, right? Especially when yeah, it doesn't hurt your eyes. Exactly, yeah, because you know they're going to point it at each other's eyes as the first oh, thing they do. <laughs> yeah, for the dog's eyes, the cat's eyes, whatever animals around them. They're like lasers. Yeah. Play. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. That was a big concern, you know, that the uh, parents have a weird connotation with lasers because they know growing up as a kid, you probably lasered your brother or sister's eye, mom, parents, Absolutely. dogs, fish, whatever, right? <laughs> so, yes, so I want to put it out there. The lasers are safe. <laughs> nice. But yes. So let's just to round out the crowdfunding side of things, what was the biggest surprise or takeaway that you want to share with the audience about the camp, the most recent campaign that you did? Yes, I think the the biggest surprise for us is just the amount of backers that communicated back to us. You know, it's it's just because you launch another campaign with your with your brand name and a, a kind of similar product, don't expect to always win over the previous backers. You always have to keep the previous backers in mind, and you don't want to abuse their their kind of support. You know, that's that's one big thing we found. There was a very different shift between the last campaign with the measuring tool device and this campaign with the Kiko height measure. You know, we, we, we kind of overlapped. We were hoping a lot more of the previous backers would help us out, but actually that wasn't the case. You know, they, they wanted that other product. They didn't want this product per se. And, and, and it's, I think uh, some kind of advice is don't, don't abuse it. Don't, don't overuse their support in the previous campaign for this campaign unless you know it's your demographic. So like kind of when we did the, the email campaign blasting out, uh, we sent it a couple of times. We didn't get a good response. Uh, backers are emailing us. Please stop emailing me. Stop sending me messages. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> so I, 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 would, I would give my, my two cents worth of advice. is just know your backers. Know where they fit, what they can do. And, and don't, don't overreach on them because they, they did their part. They helped you the first time. Don't bite the, the hand that feeds you, right? Just you, you just just understand that. <laughs> don't pull them too hard into your next campaign just because they did well in the last one. So yeah, no, that's, that's definitely sound advice, Hunter. Because again, you yeah. guys kind of have two completely separate products overall, right? Like you yeah. know, in terms of the yes. measurement side of things, one definitely focused on parents with young kids, and the others for anybody that wants to measure anything that they're doing, right? And that's solid <laughs> advice there that. Sometimes those databases don't collaborate. They're not the same person, right? So you can't go all in on one side and expect that they're all going to, just because they bought the first product from you, they're going to buy the next one, right? So being able to, you know, build new communities and that's the beauty of crowdfunding, right? You can build a whole new community around this new product that is a little bit different than the previous one. Exactly. Yeah. So that that was the biggest wake up call. And the second thing we, we should utilize, we should have, is we should have done a lot more pre-marketing. Um, that's something we are looking at the next campaign, the next product we launch is a lot more pre-marketing. So we, we just went in there gun ho <laughs> We're a little bit confident. We got five campaigns under our belt. Uh, we, <laughs> but as you said, it's a new product, different demographic, different style, different message. Yep. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get out there. And this is kind of a, a niche product, as you said earlier. Uh, people don't really know. They're not really searching for Kiko. You know, uh, how can I check my kid's health at home? So yeah, that was also a big one. This is a lot of pre-marketing. That's our next goal, <laughs> for sure. Beautiful. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Hunter, this is going to get us into our launch round, where I'm going to rapid-fire a handful mm-hmm. of questions at you. You good to go? Sure. Yes, good to go. 
ready to rock. So what, uh, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Oh, for me, uh, I come from a long history of entrepreneurship, especially from my family, grandfather. They all managed to find some kind of product, create some value, and present it to the people in their community. So I, I lived my whole life with that kind of mindset. So that's why I'm a huge supporter of small businesses. It takes a tremendous amount of effort, leadership, and people with skills to bring any product to market. And especially now, it's, it's very competitive. <laughs> As you know, we're dealing globally now, not just in your little country. So I have huge respect for every campaign, every person I checked on the Art of the Kickstart, they all done something amazing, you know? And, and, and that, that, that kind of gives me the inspiration to, to just keep going, keep trying, keep brainstorming, keep applying. And uh, I, I, that's just the way it's going to be from now on. <laughs> nice. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, definitely for, the, for this century, I, I, you got to go with the classics. I, I would love to meet Steve Jobs. I'd love to meet Elon Musk. I think just to be able to pick their brain about how to disrupt the market, how they think, how they approach things would be, would be unbelievable experience because they, they, they think so differently and they, they know how to bring a product to life and create that value like no, nobody else. Yeah, that would be my, oh, that would be my, my two. I could talk all day about that. Sorry, but I'll stop there. <laughs> nice. Um, any book that you would recommend to our entrepreneurial listeners? Yes. Uh, one great book I'm reading these days is what got you here won't get you there. Marshall Goldwell, he talks about how successful people become even more successful. And it's a lot about mindset. You know, it's a lot of <laughs> discomfort because, you know, you'll meet a lot of successful people who got successful and then they just stay in that bubble and it's very hard for them to, to progress. And, and that book just kind of helps you bring a little bit more awareness and gives you some action plans. Uh, that's, that's hitting the spot for me right now. Amazing. So what's, what's one piece of advice that you would give to a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their product? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. For me, I think a lot of people these days are a little bit worried <laughs> about their product. They don't, they, they're not, they don't have that, that confidence in it just yet. And they, it kind of tends them to shy away from, from really giving 150%. I say it's better to fail than not have tried it 150%. So especially yep. in camp, especially with Kickstarter, that's what makes it so so brilliant. Is you can really give it your all and and manage the risk very well. You know what you're getting into. You know what you're investing. So just just give it your all. If you if you have a five budget five dollar budget, that's okay. <laughs> it's possible on Kickstarter. Just give it, <laughs> offer it. People will be there. There's just use all the resources you can. You'll definitely find a way. So yeah, just I say give it a go on choose a platform, choose your budget, and just do your best to to market it and give it that. Absolutely. All right. Last question, Hunter. And I know you've only yes, worked on a yes. few campaigns, but obviously you have some good insights here. So I'm really interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? Oh, future crowdfunding. Future crowdfunding, I think, is going to be a phenomenal part of small businesses. I really think uh, from now, uh, there's going to be a lot more evolution of crowdfunding, especially like platforms like you. You're bringing awareness to different projects. Uh, people are getting more in tune with their communities. They're understanding the products could help people and they have a platform to kind of show that without going through the whole third party and all the big companies they need to go through like previously. So I think crowdfunding is going to have quite of a, I say a boom coming out and people are going to realize, hey, we can actually make a product. It doesn't have to be complicated that provides value to people. And I think people are going to start realizing that. Because if you go on Kickstarter, 
you'll find some really cool products, very simple ideas. Anybody could have thought of that. And they just yeah. took the time to market it and manage it. And, and that's, that's, what, that's the exciting part about crowdfunding is people are going to start realizing their ideas can, have a, can come to life. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it to go to the next level. More products, more platforms, more trust, more accountability. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Me too, man. Well, listen, Hunter, this has been amazing. This is your chance to talk directly to our audience, give them your pitch, tell them what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check out Magpie Tech and the Kiko product. I, uh, yes, thank you for the 50 seconds of fame here. Yes. So for, for us, we would we'd love it for anybody listening today to go check out heykiko.com. That's our product. We, we put a, love, a lot of love and effort and rigorous testing into it. You can check it out there. You can also check out magpietech.net. That's for our other laser measurement products. And um, those are available there. For Kiko, it should come out in September. We're going to be launching it there. And you can check out all the details on the website, on Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> you can go check it out there as well. Awesome. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit the website, artofthekickstart.com for the notes, transcript, links to all the cool products that these guys are creating. And of course, I got to give a shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Hype, the top newsletter for all new products that just launched. Hunter, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Uh, perfect. Thank you so much, Roy, for your time and your effort. And I really had a great conversation with you. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.